1: And everybody, welcome back to the podcast, where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. My guest today, Sarah Sheehan, is the co-founder and chief customer officer at Bravely. And her diverse background in HR and as a sales leader, made her passionate about helping companies build healthy cultures. So relevant today, even more than ever. And prior to Bravely, Sarah was an executive at Guilt City, serving as the head of sales and leading a 65-person sales team. And after spending over a decade in various HR roles at Sirius XM Satellite Radio, where we spent time together, coach and guilt group. So she's been there, done that, and just brings a world of experience. And this background uh, in HR and an intrinsic drive to help others find their potential made Sarah a go-to for professional guidance amongst her friends and colleagues it's a really cool story and soon she was coaching strangers who came her way via word of mouth and recognizing a need she co-founded bravely to provide access and support to employees at every level i'm really interested in pulling back the curtain and understanding how this came to be and as i mentioned before we worked together at serious xm as we said almost 14 years ago we're old we're, we're, we're those old people now we're the old we ones were-
0: Babies back
1: then. We were babies. We were having fun kicking ass, drinking, and not having to get up in the middle of the night. So
0: much. So much.
1: And it's just been amazing to watch (laughs) her career journey uh, and how much she's done and how far she's come. And I'm so excited to share her story. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Uh,
0: Thank you, Adam. I'm excited to
1: be here. Awesome. Let's do it. So, some of my folks may not know you. Hopefully they have, and they certainly will after this. But why don't we bring everyone up to speed? I'd love to hear your story. How did we get from, you know, assisting the traveling secretary? of the mailroom to where we are today, where you are an incredible uh, co-founder of an amazing company.
0: Oh, it's it's been a long journey, but I truly was like the assistant to the mailroom at Sirius. That's where I started. And I was fortunate enough to develop a relationship with the head of HR at Sirius. Uh, It was right before Howard came to Sirius, uh, and he asked me to basically project managed the build out of Howard's studio uh, I had zero skill set to apply to that but so I I kind of jumped in and was able to make an impression on him and then that led to more opportunities within that team um, and and that's where I developed really close relationships with people who have now helped coach and guide me Sarah Patterson is one of those yeah. people um, who's now the chief people officer at compass amazing. Um, and I I launched my career in HR there um, and moved around a bit to Coach and then Gilt along with Sarah. She sort of like dragged me along with her. Um, but it was at Gilt where I did a complete career switch like you often are able to do in fast growing startups. It was the hottest thing going in, in the New York tech scene. Um, and I moved over into a sales role uh, to launch what was their high-end answer to Groupon, Guild City, mm-hmm. and then um, you know evolved into the head of sales there. And it was in that role that I really started to understand the connection between team culture and getting people to talk about what was happening with them uh, to drive performance. Because I had a really lean sales team, I was on the hook for tens of millions of dollars in revenue a year. And the only way for me to personally be successful was to enable my team to be successful. And that's where the foundation for Bravely was built. It's also where I met my co-founder. And this is actually his idea. So I served, as this, you know, yeah. pseudo coach to him, yeah. Let's, throughout let's, our friendship, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: that's so fascinating, and I, and I and I want to pause here. I mean, you've had so many amazing uh, pivots in your career, and it's all built on a foundation. And now you could kind of take a look back. And as I always like to say, there's no way I'd be where I am now if it wasn't for you know those first jobs, right? Really building up and the twists and turns, whether you like something or not. Like there was always a key learning and a key takeaway, right?
0: Absolutely. I tell people all the time, you know, when I think back to uh, that first opportunity I had to to project manage this insane build out of Howard Stern Studio, uh, the thing that that really I think stood out in terms of why I then was able to move on to like bigger roles was that. I connected with people in a way that nobody else on the team was connecting. So um, we had all of these different players, right? We had the building management, we had architects, we had the contractors, we had our own internal team and CEO, and the CEO of believe... Sirius couldn't get the building manager to answer his phone oh, call, but I could get him to answer my I mean,
1: phone was call. Was that Mel was in charge back that then, right? Mel. Yeah, and and, Scott Greenstein and that whole crew. And then oh you had God. Howard and Raw, yeah, like everybody. It was a lot of cooks. Yeah. The, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. But the one common denominator was that you were able to connect with people on a on a true human level. And, and that's just a skill set that's a combination of experience, practice, and having that DNA. So let's fast forward a little bit. And, and I want to talk about Bravely. And we were getting to that a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. but I wanted to do a reset and talk about the beginning. So talk to us a little bit how you met your co-founder and how Bravely was born.
0: So Toby and I go way back. He started his career at Guilt as an intern uh, and I was still working in HR. So he was constantly like coming to like bug me for a full-time role. Uh, and we developed a friendship then and then we ended up, you know, he he was an outstanding intern. And so they they gave him a role on the Guilt Man team. And then eventually when we were launching Guilt City, we, we both came together on that team uh, and, you know he was just always this rock star performer who would you know work until you know burning the midnight oil and just was a was a high contributor. and 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 he was, you know a lot younger than me, but I learned so much from him. Like we were always at the office late together, and I would make him roll his chair over to help me with my spreadsheets. and And we had always this complementary skill set uh, that worked even then and continues to work now. Uh, and so he had this idea. He was working actually at a company called Pager, which right. was an app where you could get urgent care. So you, I remember you that. were sick, yeah. You log. I think I even applied
1: there. I think I even interviewed back in the day. Yeah,
0: you probably did because they did a great job marketing, uh, probably thanks to Toby. Um, and so he was at work and was on the phone with a friend of his who was having, you know, an issue with her boss and he had this like spark in his head, like why isn't there like urgent care for your work problem? imagine that right like there's that everybody has it it's a a huge issue for each and every one of us at some point in our careers but there is no place for us to go to get like safe neutral guidance we either go to our family friends
1: right someone no judgment who's also an expert it's almost like a shrink for your job right like a career shrink
0: right like like your work therapist he said like his dream was to have like a sarah in your ear at all times (laughs) like following you around um, he also jokes that we're a SaaS product, Sarah as a service. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> which could also mean multiple things. I'm yeah, like, we're not go there. Eh. Um, but you know, the idea that you normally go to all these people in your personal life who are well-meaning, but often give us terrible advice or commiserate with us. You know, I'm a lucky person because I have all of these unbelievable people who have worked in HR and Mm -hmm. my father's also an employment lawyer who are constantly guiding me. I love it. Um, But most people don't have that luxury. And And the
1: average person is not surrounded by mentors like you and I have, or even like a dad, like people that are experts and you hit on something kind of interesting too, because a lot of people are more commiserating than giving you practical, real advice and also almost a lot of people won't tell you all those pieces that you need for the self awareness, right? Let's to, let's be real for a moment before we talk about what's going on here.
0: That's right, and that's actually a key component. So, I mentioned that my dad's an employment lawyer. He's also he's a law he's a law professor now. He, he stopped practicing a, a long time ago, but he teaches mediation. And in the early days of, of building bravely, we talked a lot about like what is going to be like the core of your session experience. Right. So when somebody comes to to get coached by one of our uh, coaches, who we call pros, you know, inside that session, DNA is exactly what you're talking about. It's it's getting people to look outside themselves and take accountability for their part in, in whatever's 100%. going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely talk about that a little bit. I mean, I I do, I, I don't do it in official capacity. And maybe this will be part of my job interview to be a, a pro coach. Um, <laughs> but the first thing I start with anybody in their career search, or if they're having issues in their current job, I mean, I'm a recruiter by trade. So I'm a yep. career therapist is, is, yep. is, is Determining if they're able to take accountability of for what's good, what's bad, and have a real, true um, vulnerability and understanding of what's happening around them. Am I good at what I'm doing? Is this problem that I'm having my fault, that I bring this upon myself? like really having situational uh, awareness? Mm-hmm. And how it's- do you how do you coach someone through that or how, let, let's take a step back. You know if we want to dig into the coaching process a little bit, like are there initial questions yeah. to ask to really understand that before you even dig into giving advice and help? sure so
0: anyone first of all that's coming to bravely is getting it offered through their company so at a baseline they have like they have access to executive coaching so to speak it's even if you're not executive it's it's coaching that normally has only been available to you know executives at the highest level which are typically white men and now everyone at every level has access to something that you know is going to help propel them forward, right? And so when someone comes to us, they could be, honestly, it could be something benign, like I have to prepare for my performance review and I want Mm -hmm. help like figuring out how to position like my strengths and or my accomplishments. Or it could be I'm having a difficult relationship with a colleague or a boss or I am a new manager and don't Mm -hmm. know how to give feedback. there's a multitude of of reasons that people would come to to get coaching, but and right now it's all about COVID and I'm stressed and I don't know how to manage anything. Yeah, we'll
1: get into that in a minute.
0: Yeah, but you know when they come to us, what we're always trying to do is identify like what what's the outcome that you're trying to produce? Like what for you would be like the perfect outcome if you could paint the picture, and then what is it that you're absolutely trying to avoid? Like. By identifying simply those two things, you clear the path for a deeper conversation around what's preventing you from producing that outcome and what part do you play in it? I think a lot of times in particular when we're thinking about relationships, right? If we love to villainize our boss, right? Yeah, and wait. nobody ever takes a step back to think about what are the pressures that your boss is under? You know, what yeah. are, what, what do you think your boss is going through right now?
1: Your boss has a boss, remember that. Yeah.
0: But simple questions like that, you would be amazed at how many people don't just take a minute to consider like putting themselves in someone else's shoes.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I want to talk a little bit about the business model. Um, who, like, how'd you get your first client? Was it, you know, well, now well, how do you get your first client? But like, was it an easy sell or or like, was it, was it tough?
0: No, it's, it's, nothing is ever easy, Adam. Um <laughs> This continues. I mean, we're lucky because right now, I think we have. Th- this is the uh, a moment for Bradley to shine, right? We're in the middle of it's this Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is our Super Bowl, um, and it's forward-thinking people leaders that can immediately identify that bravely is a amazing resource for their employees but early on you know the positioning we launched in the midst of me too so we got clumped into this like mm. this is an app that will help you with like sexual now yeah, yeah and we were like no no no, no that's not Pause. it, that's not nope. it yeah um we could absolutely help somebody Figure out how to go forward and have a conversation, or weigh their options. But we would never tell someone like you know what they should or shouldn't do. Um, so that it was really interesting when we launched that 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 we were right in the middle of that. Um, and we had an article. I'll tell you a story about like the first big client that we uh, yeah, were able absolutely. to land. So um, TechCrunch wrote an article, and the headline was. Um, Something around like like HR. I'm not going to remember it now, but it was a very negative headline around HR. It's like you can't trust HR, but this is who you can rely on. And you know, for us, that was like a complete and total disaster because our buyer is the head of HR people. And what ended up happening is no, it was. (laughs) You know, we were so excited that TechCrunch had written about us. And then when we actually looked at the piece, it was uh, less than ideal in terms of the positioning. However, we really stood out uh, in 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 the piece because um, the chief people officer of Zillow Group read it and reached out and i remember it was late on a friday night because he was on the west coast when i had a conversation with him and i just immediately knew that he was going to become a client because he got it he right. just he had no it's none those of who those get it and those who
1: don't that it's simple as that sometimes and those are going to be your customers i feel That's the right. same way
0: he believes in you know creating pathways for his employees and that not it's not a one size fit, fits all for everyone and that people need to have different resources at their fingertips to help them navigate you know whatever they're going through at work and bravely is just one of those resources that they offer um and so they were one of our biggest clients we now work with uh, zillow group autodesk which is a global company and we support all of their ten thousand employees pinterest um better mortgage so you know we're we're really hitting our stride
1: And and how does the platform and service work? Is it is it on demand like the pricing? I'm just curious. Is it like, is it like subscription based? Is it price per hour? Like how do you structure it?
0: Yeah. So companies buy into Bravely kind of like a typical benefit, right? Like you, it's an annual contract. You pay a per employee uh, per year fee. um, That's very palatable, and you know, I don't know if I would. I would say it's affordable. Um, but, you know, that's in, in these times, it's dependent on your budget. Right. Um, but for what you get, it's extraordinarily affordable. Of course. Um, and then employees can log on and book themselves for a session whenever they want. It's, it's absolutely on demand. They can get on the phone with someone within a couple of hours and talk about whatever's going on.
1: That's incredible. And how do you vet the pros? What are the qualifications to be a pro?
0: Yeah. So early on, it was all my network, right? So we started off with like HR business partners who also had like that high level of EQ, empathy, were able to... Experience, um, like
1: they knew what they were talking about, they could hold their own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we've now really opened the community up more to uh, certified coaches who, a lot of whom also have worked in HR, so we have a community of people that uh, went through the University of Texas coaching program, and some of them also have full time jobs, you know, as HR business partners. Which to me is like the perfect. The H- like just you, you understand the workplace dynamics, but you're also a coach and you're doing this work and you don't have to see the person in the hallway.
1: Exactly. The next and a day. Com- complete side note there. I mean, the HR BP is, is not really a talked about position, but it's such like, I always say like, if I was going to go back to working for a company, I would love to be in that HR BP role that, cause it really bridges the gap between understanding the business, having the yeah. connection to the C-suite and the decision makers, and still having your finger on the pulse from an HR people perspective. It's such yeah. an amazing position. and it's and it's a growing position. And I think they're specializing it in a lot of you know graduate programs as well. And that is, in my opinion, side note, like that's a real hybrid, incredible position that companies should be leaning into that should be developing further. And if a company does not have that, creating that position within the organization,
0: sure since my days in hr right and and so you're in talent acquisition and back in the day that was just lumped in with
1: it was just hr hr, HR did right? hiring yeah
0: and what's happened is that hr is really starting to focus more on strategy like helping business leaders or managers become more Boardstrap. effective or drive more productivity or think about like how they develop their team and less of handling those day-to-day. They're trying to empower their managers to handle some of those employee relations issues that come up. And that's where we really like supercharge an HR team because mm-hmm. especially now, there is no way that an HR business partner could cover the kind of ground or provide the, the time type of and the expertise.
1: Plus no. it's neutrality the neutrality of it too because I assume you, you have like a kind of a doctor-patient confidentiality uh, situation going on there. Right. Or, yes, it's all or, confidential, right. You're not like part of the agreement is you're not going to report anything back to the, to the employee, employee, employer, like you're not no. going to go back. And there's what a trust we, factor there.
0: That's right. I mean, our whole platform is built on this trust and and you know, high level of confidentiality between us and the employee, unless they're threatening like some sort of harm to themselves or someone else. Right. Um, but what we do pre- provide to our clients, which is incredibly, um, we, like in, in terms of why they will continue to work with us is because we give them insights that a typical survey, for example, is not going to capture. Um, we've identified themes and trends, you know, over short periods of time. Real insight.
1: This is, real, insight. Able- this is yeah. real, 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 real. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's this isn't say a
1: Survey you know, Monkey. Yeah.
0: No, you just changed the comp plan for your sales team, and now we're getting tons of sessions around, you know, these members of of the sales on the sales side saying like, I don't know if I wanna be here anymore. I don't know how this is gonna impact me. You know, you return that back to, the business leaders and say, I don't know what you guys just did with your comp plan, but you might want to take a deeper look at how you communicated it and make sure everything's like clear. This is an
1: incredible resource in so many different angles. I mean, either way you look at it, right? So many different ways you look at it and it's just adding value and you could spin it around and a company could say, Hey, listen, you know, this is expensive. But if you look at the ROI on it, you're looking at it from a sales perspective, you're looking at it from a retention perspective and attrition. Right, and there's there's a hard oh, yeah. number to all of those, which completely oh, yeah. justify. Like it's it's almost neutral, or even some you could even say is actually creating profit and sales, right? And I kind of use the analogy. Do you watch the show Billions? The uh, I have, yeah. Chuck My Rose's wife, Toby like is, having Toby's right, obsessed
0: like, with it. He's right, like, like, we how- are her. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that
1: exactly who it is. It's it's a performance coach. I mean, I absolutely love, Sarah. The more I hear about it, like I, it's, it's, it's freaking awesome. So let's, um, the one question I kind of want to go back to is like, uh, just quickly touch on that vetting process of your coaches. Is there like a training? Yeah. Is there a academy? There to make is. sure that everyone's kind of in that same talk tracks process, um, making sure that they're qualified as heck.
0: So as you can imagine, our pros are our product. They're the center of our universe. They're amazing, by the way. Uh, they just, we they, they're they on our Slack channel. I feel like they're part of our, our family, our Bravely family. Um, but we do go through, we, we make them jump through pretty wide hoops. Is that how you would describe it? Um, to, to get to the other side to become a pro. Um, there's a baseline of qualifications that we talked about, like they either have to have deep experience as a hum- human resources business partner or they have to be certified in coaching. Mm-hmm. And then we put them through a series of mock sessions to identify that they are not going to be telling people what to do. And, and this is before we give them like any guidance on what our protocols are for sessions or, you know, how we want to see how they handle
1: it first. Right. Their raw, yeah. their raw approach and talent. Yeah.
0: And honestly, it's actually a pretty easy thing to identify. If somebody's gonna like step on the landmine of telling you what to do, it's pretty easy to position the session the the mock sessions in order to do that.
1: so that's a differentiator. You're not someone who's signing up for the service, you're you're not telling them the move to make. you're you're enabling them to come to that decision on their own.
0: yes. so you know, like for example, if you had an issue that you'd raised to your boss and nothing had been done about it, right? And Uh, you just weren't sure what to do next, right? You'd come in and we wouldn't say, hey, you need to go to this person. We would start asking questions like, do you feel comfortable going back to your boss and having this conversation? If the answer is no, why? And we would dig deeper into that. And then if they weren't comfortable, then the question would be, who are other leaders that you have relationships with? Or, and, 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 Honestly, again, it's like people just don't have these thoughts. They come in and, and you ask one question and it opens their whole world up and they're like, oh, I didn't even think about this VP that I've already talked about this with. And yeah. you know, they might be able to to help me like strategize on the best Fantastic. approach and and then you're off to the races.
1: No, that's 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 the approach here. Um Has it gotten like real deep where like people are, you know, really getting into like their personal things where it's like you've prevented somebody from doing something, you know, dangerous to themselves or somebody else?
0: So in those cases, you know, we absolutely refer them out to other resources. So one of the things we do with all of our clients is we get a deep understanding of everything that they offer to support their teams. And our pros are all trained and they have in front of them, you know, everything that, you know, Zillow Group, for example, they we would have all of the other resources that they offer so that we could refer them out. Like we know what our limitations are and, and we right. don't try and like be the hero when we know it's out of scope for us. Um, I would say that right now, and, and we can talk more about like COVID and the impact that this is having on yeah, business. We,
1: we're gonna get into we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into yeah. that in a second. And one piece I kind of want to close the, the door on, if you're <laughs> thinking about it from a talent acquisition standpoint, if I'm interviewing yeah. at a company and I'm finish line and I'm comparing offers and I'm evaluating the full benefits package, um, this is what culture is. Culture is not beer. Beer on tap and ping pong tables. Culture is when a company cares enough about their employees where they're offering them a neutral third party service to assist them with any internal issues. This is a huge benefit and a piece of culture. And and this is incredible. Kudos to you guys for doing this. This is awesome, Thank Sarah. You. I love it. You you so took let, the
0: words right out of my mouth. I always say, like, no amount of snacks or yoga is gonna help somebody solve their problems. I don't and care about the you, yoga. Snacks go a long way with me, Sarah. But if you have a work issue yeah. and everyone has had it, right, you become unbelievably stressed. You can't stop thinking about it. You can't stop talking about it. And it impacts every area of your life. And I've never I, understood why companies don't try and and build up their teams in terms of that support so that they can deal with things right away and move forward.
1: I wish I had this at Vayner. I think maybe if I had something like this during my time at Vayner before I got let go there that a lot of problems might have been solved early on and what changed yeah. the 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 trajectory there. So let's talk about some current events. I mean, literally right now, employees are yeah. dealing with things that we've never dealt with before. We have the stress levels of going from potentially a you know on-site uh, employee to now remote. And let's call it what it is. This is not normal working from home. There's no way in hell this is normal working from home. This is working from home in the middle of a pandemic. This is working from home with kids who are that you have to homeschool, shifting schedules. I got my two-year-old upstairs screaming. I could hear him like a banshee trying to eat right now. This is different. Stress levels are crazy. Figuring out how to transition to, to, to remote work. Talk to us a little bit about how, you know, what's the approach to, to coaching employees on managing stress, working remotely, all this crazy mm-hmm. uncharted stuff that we're dealing with right now.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty dark time. For those of us that aren't dealing with health issues related to this, like imagine, I was just reading a, a Vanity Fair article this morning, you know, this woman saying that, know her husband was on a ventilator and he was young and then in her whatsapp chat it was like all these parents talking about not wanting like how difficult it was to homeschool their kids and you know people complaining about working from home and her husband was unfortunately one of the people impacted by this so i'm starting to personally know more and more my partner's sister um has it like there's more people he's also had a cousin um who passed away from it so there's there are serious implications of on the per- on a personal level from the health side of COVID. And then we are all dealing with our own personal set of circumstances. Uh, on my team alone, I worry about um, the team member that's having their first child and trying to navigate, like, you know, they they left New York, but figuring out, like, wh- where do I deliver my baby now? um my team member who's having to potentially cancel their wedding my team member who doesn't have family in the metropolitan area and is alone it's my so my co-founder really Toby's husband yeah Toby's husband is an emergency room doctor in Manhattan like these are crazy circumstances for it's each one of my separation
1: solitude all these yeah. things are so real and then what about people also we I mean, don't think about some people work is their life right like like Some people like their work family is their family. Like some people live alone. Some people don't have significant others. And some people also thrive in that office environment and may not have a physical home setup that's conducive to being productive.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, I think one of the, the major shifts that I've seen happening in the sessions that we're conducting is that we're, we've always provided emotional support but it's at its all time level right now because everyone is coming to us, dealing with stress, dealing with their own set of circumstances. Uh, You know, you and I both have kids. I'm a new mom. My eight-year-old stepdaughter is with us. I'm, you know, trying to learn like the new way of math for, you know, I'm like, what, when did this happen? Um, And it, it feels like I'm. Ex- I, I think everyone collectively just feels exhausted right now. There is no like separation between church and state here. We're just going, 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 um, and no, no, and it's having a real impact on our wellness and and frankly our mental health. But I would actually argue for those of us who are trying to stay engaged, like ah like coaching, is what we've been hearing. And like this isn't even my opinion. This is what we've been hearing it is the saving grace right now for a lot of people because they can get on the phone with their coach and reset on a weekly basis to get a game plan together for how to stay productive. Because the other thing people are worried about is losing their jobs.
1: Well, yeah, that's a fear too, right? Like you never, you never know. I mean, my wife's an attorney and they have a weekly, she gets literally an email saying all hands team meeting in 45 minutes and it's panic mode.
0: Yeah. You're terrified.
1: But literally all they're doing is making an announcement about something completely benign. And like, you're like, Oh, That's it. Right. But your stress level and your heart stops pumping because you hear all team meeting and you know what's going on out in the marketplace. And that's a real stress and a real concern. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're feeling it in my family as well. It's like we're all just waiting for the ball to drop. And that's that's really hard. And it's one of the reasons that so we've had this core Bravely product for a really long time that is doing unbelievably well with the clients that we serve. But then unfortunately we've also had clients that have had to make the tough decision to lay employees off during this time. And so we have developed with, you know, a, a different set of uh, like tenants here around like how to support employees. We've developed what we're calling sort of an alternative to outplacement. So typical outplacement is all about uh, your world, right? Like how do we, Help people with their resumes and connect them with new opportunities. Well, right now there aren't as many opportunities. No. It's not to say there's none, but oh, they're extremely you know, people, limited
1: right now. Yeah, people Depending aren't going industry. out.
0: Yeah. yeah, and so not only are they not able to find work, but then they're also going to have to go home and self isolate, which is, you know, it's a worst case scenario. Let's face it. And so we've we've been able to. Get a lot of clients and new clients, uh, providing this alternative outplacement to their employees that are impacted. And uh, I just, I mean, I, I, we as a team feel unbelievably privileged to be supporting all of these impacted people.
1: It's it's so tough right now, and and the job market's only going to get tougher. And, and and I'll call it what it is right now. If we want to talk about it from my angle for a second here, there's so much good talent on the marketplace. That if you're, if you're a list talent, you're you're going to get scooped up first, as soon as the floodgates open, as soon as hiring starts to happen. But what happens to that B, that C level talent? I mean, these are human beings, obviously, and it's, and it's going to be incredibly stressful for them to deal with the, they're, they're not going to be in the mindset that they need to be in the career search. And yeah. that job search, how hard that is, the trials, the yeah. tribulations, the rejection, the failure, the waiting, the patience, getting your hopes up. How, like, how incredible of an opportunity is this for your company to pivot and add an additional product line there? It's, servicing.
0: I I mean it when I say it. it's, it's unbelievably humbling because there's so much stress and sadness, even anger. And there's, there can be a lot of shame associated with being laid off. Too.
1: Oh, I'll tell you firsthand. Absolutely.
0: I, it, that's something I think that people don't talk enough about is just, you know, psychologically what it feels Stigma. like. It, it feels like you're selected and you know hopefully most organizations right now uh, I was asked this question this week about like how should an, a company you know select the people that are laid off and I was like well it's about what, they, what the what what they need to move forward right like they have to cut costs it's it's not about the person it's about the function right. um, and but it doesn't always translate. To the employee when they're the ones being impacted, but you know what we're trying to do in terms of supporting employees right now who've been impacted is help them build those resiliency skills, right? So how can they wake up every morning and without their job anymore? build their skills so that when mm-hmm. the market does turn, they are ready and well-equipped to, to go out and find the next opportunity. And then also think back over, you know, I'm a perfect example of someone that's pivoted in her life, right? And it's I'm incredibly privileged, again, to have had the opportunities that I've had, but I think it's because of the skills that I developed and, and how I used them. It's a mindset and,
1: too. You have yeah, that mindset.
0: Yeah. So that's one of the things that we've gone deep on with our coaches is also helping these employees or these people who've been impacted think about, you know, this could be an opportunity for you. What have you wanted to do that you haven't done? And and how can you apply the skills that you've you know picked up along the way to maybe a new role or it's- new industry?
1: it's a pivot. And we talk about the pivot a lot in, in our world and there's self-imposed pivots, right? When you say, I've had enough of this, I want to try something different. And now it's in a pivot that's being brought upon you out of your control. Mm-hmm. So take it, you know, take advantage of it. So speaking of pivots, five months ago, you pivoted into being a mother, uh, mm-hmm. for the first time, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, first of all, obviously, you know, it's, it's, an, it's, 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 just magic, right? It's a it's a magical time. Does bravely work with mothers on maternity leave that might be stressed coming back to work? Work with them on things like, oh my god, I'm leaving my team. Are they going to be okay? Is my job going to be okay? Like, talk a little bit about from that perspective.
0: Oh god, I love this question. I love this question because it's a hard thing for me to admit, but it's just like anything in life. Like until you experience it, you can't really speak to it right you don't know you so don't know when you log on to bravely there's a you know there's a few things for you to select from in terms of categories around what you're going through and i went through quite a few fertility treatments before i was able to get pregnant with mabel um and that for me started it planted this seed because i made the decision to be really open about it i have a small team i was going to the doctor like 90 times a week and yeah, a lot and of work but what come what i didn't anticipate is what comes along with that is like then you also have to share the bad news because it's not always things do not
1: work when you have your hopes up when things aren't working the right way
0: right and then being a part of like lots of like different fertility groups there were so many women talking in those groups around like i don't know how to tell my boss and that started sparking for me like there's more here that we can support people around in terms of like encouraging them to have conversations and then when i got pregnant it was like another layer, like next level of preparing to go out on leave. So I'm a founder of a company and for all intents and purposes, knock on wood, I have job security, right? Mm Like, I don't think they're going to like, I didn't think they were going to try and like oust me when I was out on maternity leave. But I started thinking about like, if I was a director of marketing, though, in a really competitive environment, and there were other people who were constantly competing with me and I was about to go out on leave, that would be a really Daunting thing to face.
1: It's dark, it's real, it's scary, and it's out there.
0: And I started talking to more and more women about it. And I found people who had been like complete, their jobs completely changed when they were out on leave, or they came back and they were sharing the role with another person, just banana stories right. around them being penalized for becoming a mother. And so Long story short, this completely changed my point of view on this. I did a talk on this at Coca-Cola headquarters while I was eight months pregnant because it just opened my eyes to all. And and the other thing is, is like we can talk about what it's like to prepare to go out on leave, what it's like to to feel, um, you know, going through that. But you just have no idea because if you've never been a parent, you have no idea how this changes your life. No. No idea.
1: No, it's at that, that, that moment. I tell all my guy friends too, you know, because we have a lot of talks about fatherhood. I'm like, that second, that that one second is that's the moment it's your life is not about you anymore. It's about something else, someone else. That ever, one millisecond that you again. never go back. You can never go back to that.
0: <laughs> and it's the I,
1: shit out of them. Don't get me wrong.
0: <laughs> I thought I was gonna like I'm one of those crazy work people, right? And I was like, I maybe will take a month off. Maybe. I want to be involved in everything. And I did stay close to Slack and email, but you I took to the back entire back. 3 months of my baby.
1: And good for you um, cuz you're never going to have that time back and that's essential for no, the baby's health no. and your mental and health wait, too. Yeah.
0: You. And I waited forever. I was 43 when I had Mabel and I knew that this might be the only chance I had, right? Sure. And so I I took I took every every second I could and and now I'm more committed than ever. I thought coming back from leave that this would be the thing that I'd be talking about publicly um, the most, and then the pandemic hit. Oh yeah, uh, That's a whole, so a whole I, I had every intention to make this sort of my platform, honestly, uh, because I think it's really difficult for women to go back to work, um, to be able to afford childcare, to be able, you know, to have flexibility. It, If there's one piece of advice I could give to companies anywhere, it's that you need to provide women with flexibility and parents, you know, in particular. Dads are a part of this.
1: Yeah, a million percent. So let's bring it home here. a series of questions that I like to wrap up each show with because I love to get perspectives from everybody. Cause right. this show to me, Sarah, it's, it's, it's my way of learning. I stopped reading business mm-hmm. books a long time ago and I found conversations are, is the, the learning for me. That's what works best for me by listening to people. Um, when you think about the word legacy, when you think about what legacy means to you, you know, how much it's changed since you've been a mother and how much it's changed since you are a founder, but what does legacy mean to you? And what does your legacy look like?
0: Great question. He couldn't have sent these to me beforehand. Alan. No, that's so fun. Um, I like I'm to kidding. keep people on
1: their toes here. Yeah.
0: I I think it I think it was Maya Angelou who was the one that says, like, people remember how you made them feel. And my way of operating has always been about connection. And my hope is that whatever legacy I leave behind. And the example that I set for my daughter is that, you know, how you treat people, how you connect with them. You know, when I go back to Sirius, true story, um, I was walking down 49th Street the other day and walked up to the window and the guys working the elevator banks, like, we, like, ran into each other's arms, right? And they meant more to me than some of the top executives at Sirius did. And I still, like, we still have that connection. And, you know, the way you treat everyone at every level matters.
1: A million percent. Sarah, what's the single greatest piece of advice you've ever received that you take action on every single day?
0: My grandmother told me once, I'll never forget it. We were in the bathroom. She was like putting eyeliner on and I was obsessing about something. And she said, Sarah, people don't think about or care about you as much as you think they do.
1: (laughs) It's hard for me to think. (laughs) Uh, Not that important.
0: Yeah, but it gives me perspective every day to face my fears and go forward.
1: I absolutely love it. And what would you say to date is your greatest professional accomplishment?
0: Founding Bravely. that was a softball question. Yeah. But I mean, it's, there's, I I think also just when I was a little girl, my father was a New Yorker and I can remember standing on a street corner. I was raised in Florida because that's where my dad went to law school and we stayed there. And I was standing on a street corner and I said to him, daddy, I'm going to live here one day. And. And then over time, like my dream was not just to live here, but it was like to become this executive woman. And and I wouldn't describe myself as an executive woman in, in the way that I think I had imagined it, but I feel like I accomplished a lot of my dreams that I can remember from a very early age.
1: I love it. I love it, Sarah. This is, this is absolutely incredible. And what would you say is your superpower, right? Like we're not talking about being able to fly to the top of the Empire State Building, but what is something that you do, that not many people out there could do that really makes you so unique and special.
0: Hmm. This is a hard one for me. Cause I don't like to, I, I think it's okay. I this think is your that, time. I think that people would in my life would say that I, it's about that connection that I provide. It's the support. I, I can be in a room, honestly, this is my superpower. I think, I can be in a room with a bunch of people around a a table, right? Like I'm in a boardroom and I can almost tell you what everybody's thinking. Like I just have that way of knowing like this person feels insecure right now and I need to give them some attention or this person's like completely full of themselves and I need to say something to just like level set here. Like I can read a room really well, but what, what going back to what I was talking about in my role at Sirius, like I became the center of by the way, they were all men, they were all white men, yeah. right? That didn't like each other. No. And, <laughs> no. and it wasn't just because I was like some young girl, like they all really respected me. And I was able through my connection individual connections and learning how to communicate on a different level with each one of them, I became sort of the glue that held everything together.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. Um, And talking about this current time, there's so many silver linings that are coming out of this, so many amazing things. Please give me a professional silver lining and a personal silver lining that you've experienced over the last six weeks or so.
0: Yeah, every day we so we conduct surveys after every session and we just get unbelievable testimonials to how we're helping people through this terrible time. And that's the silver lining for me is that if I hadn't found bravely, that there are tens of thousands of people that wouldn't have the support that they get through us right now. And, and, you know, I, I, I hate that it's taking a pandemic to, to shine light on that, but it's unbelievably satisfying. As that's, a definition of, so
1: that's the definition of a silver lining. And, and, and personally.
0: Personally, um, obviously spending time with my baby. Uh, we left New York over a month ago to come to Michigan where my brother lives. He's a CEO Great. here. And I was he about to say
1: that the big New York city apartment you got there.
0: I know. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's changed my relationship even with my brother and my mother, who's also here. So my brother's family, unfortunately isn't here. They were in Florida. And so we're, we're all here. He's here alone with me and my mother and my family. And, It's, it's changed our relationship. And I think what's happening for a lot of people is that this moment, the things that might trigger us normally with our family, it's, it's not happening because we're starting to see that what really matters.
1: Yeah, 100%. And last but not least, I mean, Um, You've had an amazing career. You've had some ups. You've had some downs. I mean, I fully understand firsthand what it goes through to to get pregnant. We've had our situation there. You've had some dark times. You have some amazing times. What do you do, Sarah? What do you look towards to pull yourself up when you're down? And what do you look to as your North Star to show gratitude? Sarah Shea, what is your North Star?
0: Yeah. I am someone who has never struggled with putting myself in other people's shoes. And so anytime I get down and out about my situation, I immediately think about underrepresented or underprivileged people who just by being born into the circumstances I was born into, I'm just head and shoulders above where most people are in this world. And and I just like my North Star is just constantly reminding myself that I have been given a lot more privilege than others and that I need to use it and not complain.
1: And on that note, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been an absolutely incredible conversation. I can't wait to share it with everybody who did not tune in on our live broadcast today because I know some so, people are working and dealing with families and babies and everything. Where can folks find you? Where could they connect with you?
0: They can go to workbravely.com, W-O-R-K, bravely.com. I'm also... Available via email at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at workbravely.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always open for conversation about anything people-related. And then I'm also, we're giving away free sessions um, right now. So people can go to workbravely oh, wow. slash try it um, to book a session with one of our coaches.
1: That is that is fantastic. Are you hiring coaches right now? Are you Are you open to coaches? Yes.
0: Absolutely. Um, You can go to our website and apply. We're always looking for coaches. We support teams globally. So we have coaches all over the world. Uh, So I encourage anyone that's interested to, to apply
1: sarah there's a great time for us to reconnect let's hopefully continue the synergy i think there's a lot of opportunities for what i do what you do thank you again so much for coming on the podcast today
0: thank you for having me you're so great at this congratulations Uh, on such a great show
1: thank you so much awesome and everyone watching and listening and wherever you are in the world thank you so much for joining us today please join us Next week, we bring you more podcasts. To find more, find us on www.lots of wzere. Thepodcast.com. You can catch up on past episodes. Remember, wash your hands, look out for each other. Take care and catch us next week for another great episode of The Podcast.
0: Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode, jam packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com